Hey, it's another episode of Lessons for My Kids. Today, I'm going back to an episode that we talked about um, back, actually, a few years ago. Um, I'm talking about working from home. And the lesson for my kids is that after the pandemic of, uh, of COVID-19, a lot of people left their jobs and they wanted to work from home. And there were a lot of offices that uh, they realized quickly uh, they had to pivot. And there were jobs that normally were done in offices that needed to be done remotely. Now, not all work can be done remotely. I mean, there are, there are jobs out there uh, in the trades and, and things like that, such as like an electrician or a plumber or a builder. They, they have to go to a location. They don't have the luxury of working from home. But there are a lot of jobs out in the world that can be worked from home. Um, I mean, it could be a web developer. It could be a coder. It could be somebody who's a bookkeeper. It could be a salesperson. Um, people who work online with like search engine optimization or people who are teachers actually can be uh, can work from home, uh, as we learned during the pandemic. Um, there's people who work uh, customer care or customer service, um, those types of jobs. And, and there's many more. It, this is not obviously an exhaustive list because, I mean, we've seen doctors working from home and being able to do visits uh, online. Um, but there, there's so many jobs out there that can be done uh, working from home that I wanted to revisit um, since we did that first show uh, or that first episode. I wanted to revisit <clears throat> how, how do you work from home? Because when we look at the realities, and I worked from home for a long time, uh, but the realities are uh, it can be difficult. And during the pandemic, we saw a lot of people who had animals in the background, um, maybe a cat walking across their laptop or their keyboard. Um, we had kids that came in uh, and out of meetings. Um, it, there were a lot of distractions, uh, to say the least. But it's how do we work from home? Because it can also be difficult when it comes to timing. Uh, we could work 24 hours a day uh, because we're at home. And we have our laptop and we've got our connections. So I found this article on HubSpot and um, it gave uh, a good list of 10 uh, items on things to consider when you're working from home. And I know, again, we've talked about this before. Uh, and for schooling, it can, you can use some of these things uh, also uh, when it comes to school. Um, but the, the, the first place or the first thing is find a location that can be designated specifically towards work or school. Um, there's nothing worse than, than having the same room be your workspace, your eating space, your living room space, your fun space. Having it all be in one location, it can be tough. Um, in some places that might be your only option and that's, that's fine, but having that designated space can, it gives you a mindset of this is where I'm going to work. This is where I'm going to do, 
uh, my studies. This is where I really need to focus in on my job. Once you have your workspace, then it's communicating that expectation of work uh, or schooling with anybody who will be at home. If you've got small children, and I did when I first started working from home, I had to explain to them, this is my workspace. This is where I need it to be quiet. Um, these are the hours I needed to be quiet in. I even put up doors onto my workspace. I had a basically a small walk-in closet uh, that I use for work. And thankfully, I have a window. But I needed this space uh, to be my workspace so that um, when I go there, that's my work time. And so I, I was able to put doors on to this workspace and it's worked for, uh, it worked for quite a good number of years. Uh, and then I even just did a handwritten card and put on a string and it says on the phone. So I could hang that from the outside of my door. And if my kids came walking up or my wife came walking in, uh, she or the my kids would see, hey, he's on the phone. One, I need to be quiet. And two, um, I can't go in there. And so that was a good way to at least designate that space and then make sure that everybody knew, hey, during these hours uh, that I'm working. Now, there are times, especially when you got little kids, and my kids were no different, that they would be home for a snow day or home for a week for a break, um, and they would get, they would get crazy. Um, let's just say it. The kids, kids can do that, and I love them dearly, uh, but there were moments when I was on an important call, and that was, that was difficult. Uh, to try and manage through, um, especially at a time before COVID when people didn't have a lot of those distractions. They expected you to be in an office. So when we had that moment or those moments, um, I had to tell them that they needed to be quiet. Uh, sometimes that worked out well. Uh, other times it lasted for about 30 seconds and then I'd have to go back again. Um, anyway, so communicate. <clears throat> your your job and you know what the expectations are for when you're working. Uh, the next uh, tip is to take clear breaks. It is so easy to get wrapped up in work um, and everybody can be busy. But if you were in an office, uh, you in many cases might take a lunch break. You see other people stepping away from their desks um, or if you're in school, you have set times where you're going to have a break uh, for eating or for going outside or studying. When you're working from home, it can get very monotonous um, and the walls can close in pretty quickly. You need to get outside or you need to just walk away for you know 30 minutes, um, clear your head a little bit. Um, and also... Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's that, that time when you can decompress a little bit. If everybody worked 24-7, uh, we would be very tense. We'd have a lot of anxiety. We'd be anxious uh, about a lot of things. We need to take those, those breaks throughout the day. Um, and again, if you were in an office, most likely you would be taking those breaks.
another tip here is interact with other humans. Uh, we can become very isolated when we're working from home. It's easy to do. Uh, I've had it happen to me um, where you work for a couple of weeks on end and you have very little interaction with people outside of your house. Um, and that happened a lot during COVID for many, many people. Uh, and what we need to do is make sure that we're interacting. Maybe it's a phone call to a friend uh, you haven't spoken to in some time. Maybe it's a phone call to your parents or to uh, even your neighbor or going and standing out in the street and, uh, you know, having conversation. And if, if a pandemic like COVID comes back again, you might have to be at a distance, but at least having that interaction, maybe you grab chairs and you sit across the street from each other and just have a conversation. Uh, but you have to have human, inter human interaction. That uh, sitting in your, your own world and just sitting in within your own thoughts can make you go stir crazy. And we none of us want to see that. So make sure you're interacting with others. Um, if you do have a busy day the next day, uh, you can always prepare meals uh, in advance. So maybe it's making your sandwiches. Uh, maybe it's putting something in a crock pot or... Uh, maybe it's making a soup or a stew or something that, that is going to be easy to warm up the next day. Um, if, if you're doing that, it just it's one less thing you have to worry about. And it also gets your, your mind focused on something outside of work and outside of school and prepares you for the next day. Uh, the next one they mentioned here on HubSpot is pick a definitive finish time. And I know a lot of people, when I first started working from home, they were saying how, uh, you know, you're probably going to work until nine o'clock at night every night, or you're, you're never going to shut down and people are going to contact you throughout the day. They're right. That does happen. And so uh, I had a, a dedicated phone line in my space. Um, and I had my laptop in that space and I did not remove it unless I was going on a business, tri business trip. Um, I left everything in the office um, and at the end of the day, I tried to shut down at the same time, roughly. Um, you know, start time was always about the same time and the end of the day was always about the same time because you do need to walk away. You, you may love your job, it may be the best thing in the world, but you do need downtime and time for your mind to relax a little bit. And your life is more than just your job. So finding that definitive time to finish, it may not be consistent every day. Um, I know there are days when I might be, you know, working on a, a project or doing a report or something and I might go 30 minutes or an hour over uh, my my end time uh, but I do my very best to try and, and adhere to that and again you might have some activity family activity that you need to do um, so if you know that you're going to end at 5 or 5 30 or 6 o'clock every day that's the time you need to try and stick to um one, it gives you a peace of mind. It gives you a sense uh, for your family to know when you're going to be done so that they can uh, 
see you and maybe plan dinner or if you have activities, uh, that's an important, important thing for you to do. Uh, again, start time is just as important. Uh, you can start at 7 a.m., 6 a.m., whatever time you want, um, but try to be consistent. And the other thing is, is it also helps the people that you work with to know, hey, I'm I, that person I'm going to be meeting with, I can meet with them at 7 in the morning or I have to wait until they get their kids off to school, uh, so it'll probably be 9 or 10. But it gives that consistency for uh, everybody. Um, another tip here is eat and sleep. Uh, we've talked about that a little bit. You need to eat. Uh, there are a lot of times where you can get bogged down again, um, and it's the same thing with taking breaks. You, you need to step away. Um, your body needs nourishment. Your not body needs replenishment. And that eating and sleeping routine uh, try to be as consistent as you can. Try to go to bed at the same time every night. Try to wake up about the same time every day. And over a few weeks, just like anything else, it, it's that 21 days, 31 days makes a habit. When you start doing those things consistently, uh, your body will start taking uh, those cues. So if you go to bed at 10.30 every night and you wake up at 6.30 every morning, your body, over time, that becomes your internal clock. And so even on the weekends, you hear people say, hey, I, I can't sleep in. My body's just so used to the work week or the school week. And I, that's, that's okay. But being consistent and, and making sure that you're getting enough to eat and you're getting enough to sleep and you're eating healthy. It's not just about eating something. I mean, you can eat chips and cookies and all that and that's not that's that's eating but that's not healthy and that's not really good for your mind and your body so make sure that you're trying to eat something um, healthy uh, throughout the day uh, maybe you have some snack carrots or maybe you have some apples that sit in the drawer and maybe on a day you only have five minutes well run down and grab an apple uh, run down grab a banana grab some juice or uh, but trying to give your body that energy that it needs. Maybe it's a handful of, of almonds. That protein will help you uh, throughout the day. It gives you that energy boost. But you have to eat. You have to remember to eat. And if you need to, you can always put in uh, a reminder in your calendar at work. It blocks off that time so that if anybody's trying to set a meeting for you, they know, hey, from noon until one or one until two, that time is not available to me. And whether or not you use that every day, it's at least that reminder that tells you, I need to be, I need to be reminded that I need to go and eat. Or maybe it's shut down at the end of the day. Maybe you put that into your, uh, into your calendar and it re it's that reminder that says, I need to shut down. I need to go spend time with my family. Maybe you have a family activity Put that in your calendar at work. That way you are reminded first off that it's there. But second, it also reminds you that it's time to shut down. Um, last couple things. Uh, talk to your employer about working from home. If you have some uh, concerns, if there's things that are happening, maybe you live in a one-bedroom apartment with a family of four and it's very loud. Um, 
talk to your employer, let them know what's going on so that they understand the challenges that you might face. Maybe they, you, you need a desk, maybe you need a chair, maybe you need um, some noise canceling headset so that you can listen in on calls. Whatever it is that you need, make sure that you're talking to uh, the people that you're going to be communicating with uh, via your computer um, or while you're working remote on the phone or whatever. But letting them know what what you're doing and what challenges you're facing makes it easier for them to maybe make accommodations. If you have small children and they take naps in the middle of the morning, maybe that's when you schedule your calls so that it's quiet. Um, but it's little things like that that can make a difference. Um, last couple here, uh, join a remote-friendly company. Um, there are a lot of companies out there that even if you're, you could do your job remotely, they still want you coming into an office. And you know what? They've got their reasons for that. And if you truly, truly need to be remote or, or prefer remote for whatever reason, um, maybe it's time to look for a company um, that will allow for that. And there are, you know, from an education standpoint, there are a lot of schools that are offering both in-person and remote now uh, since COVID hit. They've learned and put in the uh, processes in order for students to learn more remotely. Um, and that's probably never going to go away. Um, but when you, you go to these companies and you're looking for a job, if they say that you have to be in the office and you'd prefer to work remote, then maybe that job isn't for you. Uh, but there are a lot of companies out there that do have remote jobs. Uh, it's just finding one that fits your, uh, your needs. Um, but if there isn't uh, a company out there that you enjoy, maybe you become a freelancer. Maybe you're able to do, um, maybe you're doing a, a, maybe you're a writer, maybe you're a PR person, um, maybe you're a computer software engineer or a webmaster. Maybe you just work remotely. You do it on a contract basis where maybe you sign on to a company to do a project and you do it for two or three weeks and get paid. Um, or maybe you do a six month uh, job. Uh, or project for a company as a freelancer, maybe they'll hire you at the end of that, or they will um, possibly give you reference for future jobs, um, or call you back in a year after that and say, hey, we got another project, would you like to work on it? But as a freelancer, you have a lot of freedom to be able to do whatever you want. Um, and the last one option would be to start your own business uh, from home. And in that case, you can do uh, whatever you need. Um, maybe it's being bookkeeper, maybe it's being an accountant, maybe it's uh, a selling job, whatever it is, uh, maybe you could do your own business and maybe you hire some people and they all work remote. But uh, that you'd need to explore and figure out what it is you want to do. Uh, but anyway, with that, um, that's another episode. Uh, hopefully this gives you some good tips beyond what we were given in the last time we talked about this. And hopefully um, hopefully this gives you some good, uh, good ideas as far as how you can work from home uh, a little bit more efficiently. And with that, I thank you for listening to my kids. I love you. And I hope that your work futures and your schooling futures, if they are remote, uh, that you do them successfully.
Thanks. Talk to you next time.